Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled A God-Trained Man. It shall be focused on the study of 1 Samuel chapter 17. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we learn in this scripture, we see, Lord, the mighty work that David wrought and brought salvation to Israel. Father, more so, the mighty work that you wrought through David and brought salvation to Israel. We thank you that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that you still inhabit the praises of your people. We pray, Father, may you take the lessons that we see in this scripture of the fearlessness of David, not on the basis of his any of his abilities, but on the basis of the word of God and knowing that what you promised you are more than able to fulfill. So help us, Father, to have complete faith in you, to childlike faith, where we accept your word in simplicity and believe it in simplicity. Be with us for the remainder of the day. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to 1 Samuel chapter 17. Chapter 17. Now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle, and were gathered together at Shoko, which belongeth to Judah, and pitched between Shoko and Ezekah in Ephes Damim. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together, and pitched by the valley of Elah, and set the battle in array against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on a mountain on the one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, and there was a valley between them. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines, named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits at a span. And he had an helmet of brass upon his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was five thousand shekels of brass. And he had greaves of brass upon his legs, and a target of brass between his shoulders. And the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spear's head weighed six hundred shekels of iron, and one bearing a shield went before him. And he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel, and said unto them, Why are ye come out to set your battle in array? Am not I a Philistine, and ye servants to Saul? Choose you a man for you, and let him come down to me, if he be able to fight with me, and to kill me. Then will we be your servants. But if I prevail against him, and kill him, then shall ye be our servants, and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man, that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now David was the son of that Ephrathite of Bethlehem Judah, whose name was Jesse. And he had eight sons. And the man went among men for an old man in the days of Saul. And the three eldest sons of Jesse went and followed Saul to the battle. And the names of his three sons that went to the battle were Eliab, the firstborn, and next unto him Abinadab, and the third Shammah. And David was the youngest, and the three eldest followed Saul. But David went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. And the Philistine drew near morning and evening, and presented himself forty days. And Jesse said unto David his son, Take now for thy brethren an ephah of this parched corn, and these ten loaves, and run to the camp to thy brethren. And carry these ten cheeses unto the captain of their thousand. And look how thy brethren fare, and take their pledge. 
Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah, fighting with the Philistines. And David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep with the keeper, and took and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the trench as the host was going forth to the fight, and shouted for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had put the battle in array, army against army. And David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage, and ran into the army, and came and saluted his brethren. And as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines, and spake according to the same words. And David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him, and were sore afraid. And the men of Israel said, Have ye seen this man that has come up? Surely to defy Israel is he come up, and it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king will enrich him with great riches, and will give him his daughter, and make his father's house free in Israel. And David spake to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine, and taketh away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine? that he should defy the armies of the living God. And the people answered him after this manner, saying, So shall it be done to the man that killeth him. And Eliab his eldest brother heard when he spake unto the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David, and he said, Why camest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride, and the naughtiness of thine heart, for thou art come down, that thou mightest see the battle. And David said, What have I now done? Is there not a cause? And he turned from him toward another, and spake after the same manner. And the people answered him again after the former manner. And when the words were heard which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he rose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. David said, Moreover, The Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion, and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. And Saul armed David with his armor, and he put an helmet of brass upon his head. Also he armed him with a coat of mail. And David girded his sword upon his armor, and he essayed to go, for he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off him. And he took his staff in his hand, and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook, and put them in a shepherd's bag which he had, even in a scrip. And his sling was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistine. And the Philistine came on and drew near unto David. And the man that bare the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy and of a fair countenance. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air, and to the beasts of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied, this day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee. 
And I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. And it came to pass, when the Philistine arose, and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag, and took thence a stone, and slang it, and smote the Philistine in his forehead, that the stone sunk into his forehead. And he fell upon his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone, and smote the Philistine, and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran, and stood upon the Philistine, and took his sword, and drew it out of the sheath thereof, and slew him, and cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. And the men of Israel and of Judah arose, and shouted, and pursued the Philistines, until thou come to the valley, and to the gates of Ekron. And the wounded of the Philistines fell down by the way to Shearaim, even unto Gath and unto Ekron. And the children of Israel returned from chasing after the Philistines, and they spoiled their tents. And David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem, but he put his armor in his tent. And when Saul saw David go forth against the Philistine, he said unto Abner, the captain of the host, Abner, whose son is this youth? And Abner said, As thy soul liveth, O king, I cannot tell. And the king said, Inquire thou whose son the stripling is. And as David returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. And Saul said to him, Whose son art thou, thou young man? And David answered, I am the son of thy servant, Jesse the Bethlehemite. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, God Called Men. This was preached in 1958 on October the 5th in the evening. We'll begin at paragraph 40 up to paragraph 57. I trust you find it to be a blessing. That's the way God takes his man and beats out all of their fears and all of their intellectuals. And then the great master potter puts them on the wheel and begins to mold them over again. Amen. Workman worthy. It's God's man. Who could train a man more than God himself? Watch the way he trains them. We would think again of another by the name of David. God was training David when he's just a little boy. The prophet Samuel come up and poured oil on his head and anointed him because God was going to train David to be a mighty warrior. And look at the training he gave him. I was reading some time ago up here at Greensmill where I usually go to pray where God said to David, I took you from the sheep coat, from following those few sheep of your fathers out there, and I made you a great name like great man of the earth. And I think of the rugged training he did to David. Never so much as school him in some school, but he schooled him in his own school. David was a hunter and a shepherd. And in the Psalms he wrote of green pastures and still waters. 
Because there he was alone by himself. He wasn't contaminated with the things of the world. God has to get a man away from the things of the world. So he can get him quiet. So he can listen to God. That still, small voice. Then once in contact with God, he becomes fearless then. Notice that he don't care what anyone says. He's been in the presence of God. He knows God in the power of his resurrection. And then David, we see him. One day God permitted a bear to come in and get one of his sheep. David just took after that bear. No doubt but what he prayed because a little later on he confessed to it. And he prayed and asked God. He was caretaker over that sheep. He could not lose that sheep. And he must save that sheep at all price. And he grabbed his little slingshot and took after that bear and killed him. He must save that sheep. See what God was training him for? God wants his shepherds to save the sheep regardless what he has to be called and what he has to go through. Save them sheep. Then he seen that David was gallant over this bear. So he just raised the power of the animal a little greater. And he sent a lamb, a lion in and took one of the lambs. And a lion is a fierce animal. Oh, in Africa, when I was hunting them, a lion can kill ten men before you can say Jack Robinson. Oh, powerful, great beast. This is a big roar and this uh, man are consumed. And the one who dies under the power of a lion never feels any hurt. It's such a scare to hear that roar as he gives. Those great mammoth feet. Just in a second, he's tore down a dozen men. And to think of a little boy. The Bible said he was ruddy. That means he was just a little bitty fella. With a little slingshot. You know what it is. A little piece of leather with a string on each side. And a hungry lion with already the taste of blood in his mouth, running and grabbed this sheep. David looked up to God and said, I can't lose that one. You help me, Lord. And he knocked the lion down with the slingshot. And when the lion rose up against him, that little boy in the lion weighed about 500 pounds or better. That little boy weighed maybe 70 or 80. He pulled from his little belt the knife. And when the lion raised up, which could kill 10 men in a couple of slaps, he grabbed the lion by the beard and killed him. Courage. God don't want cowards. He can't use you if you're afraid to take his word and believe him. He wants gallant man. Won't pay no attention to nothing but what the Lord says. Amen. That's the kind he has to move with. Regardless of what the church says, what the pastor says, what the Amen. church stands for, he stands for God and righteousness in his word. Amen. 
That's the man we, God will send these days for His revival that His people are praying for. Later in years, when He went up to meet His brothers at the battle, there was a big old giant up there, 14-inch fingers. And He bragged and He said, Now let somebody come fight me. If you can whip me, I'll surrender. And vice versa, and we'll serve. Whoever who surrenders, will, of course, will be the one who loses. That's the way the devil likes to do it. When he thinks he's got the edge on you, he'll tell you, you can't get by with that. You can't preach divine healing in the Methodist church, Baptist church. Well, you Methodist preachers just get a hold of God one time and find out whether you can or not. You'll never do it with your theology. That they teach you'll have to get a hold of God and know that He is. They say the Pentecostal people. A few years ago, there was a bunch of people standing on the corner, not even a, a building they could get into. But did you read Life magazine the other day? What they said about them? It's one of the greatest phenomenals this age has ever known. It's the rising of the Pentecostal church. Certainly. And they produce more converts in one year and all the rest of churches do put together. That's what Life magazine said. Why? They may be mixed up in some things, but brother, they're gallant. Stand out there toe-to-toe called black, black, and white, white. When the revival finally breaks, it'll break among them. You watch and see if it doesn't. It'll get straightened out one of these days. And David, when Saul put his armor on him and said, David, if you're going to fight this giant, said, well, you're nothing but a boy. Just a youth, and he's been a warrior from his youth. How can you fight him? Listen to this little David. You see, he did not say it like this. Saul, your honor, sir. My father sent me to the... Grammar school, college, high school. I have a PhD. I, I, I am equipped to do this. I'm a smart man. He never said it like that. He said, My Lord, he said, When I was herding my father's sheep out yonder, a bear come in and got one and I killed him. And a lion come in and got one and I knocked him down. And when he raised up, I slew him. And he said, the God that delivered me from the paws of the bear and the lion can also deliver me out of that hands of that uncircumcised Philistine. Hallelujah. A God-trained man. There stood Saul with all the training that any man could have to know how to fight. David didn't know nothing about a sword. He didn't know nothing about a shield. Well, Saul went and put his great big armor on him, and little David was standing bow-legged almost. He found out that his ecclesiastical vest didn't fit a man of God. Just smashed him down. And all of her creeds and things won't never match God's equipment yonder. As you get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord that you always keep your word and in that David 
had much faith to know that what you promised you're able to fulfill. Help us, Father, to believe you in much the same way in all aspects of our lives, that that which you promised you're more than able to fulfill. May you lead us for the remainder of the day and be with us in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
Jesus Christ that died and maketh intercession for us. Who can lay anything to the charge of God's elect? For I am persuaded that neither life nor death Tribulation or distress, nothing present or to come could separate me, could separate us from the love of God, my husband, our husband, who is Christ Jesus our Lord.